0: Entrepreneurs on Boyne The Brew, you're now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the entrepreneur podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests. This way we can get this content out to more people. Today, we have back-to-back in-person episodes here at Halfco Studios in St. Louis. For this episode, I'm joined by somebody I've been connected to online for a few months now with the chance to meet in person and grab lunch recently. And yesterday, I was actually on his podcast, did a holiday edition of the Next Deal podcast. Incredible episode. Super excited to, to listen to that one back. He is someone that sees business and personal development in a similar light as I do, which I always enjoy connecting with those people, especially when they're here locally. He's got his hands in many things, and we're connected to many of the same people. and I've heard nothing but great things about him so I'm excited to have him here today. My guest today is Justin Dosey. He uh, Justin is the CEO and co-owners of multiple companies, which he will share information about today. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Did I get it. the last name right? Nope, it's Dossi, but Dang, it's all right. I, I, <laughs> you even asked me before. I, I asked you right before, and I was like, Dossi Dosie. Okay. It's all good. Gosh. It happens all the time. I, see, I I, you know, went back to where I thought it was. Okay. My bad, man. Good. Well, no worries. I get I get so worked up about these these introductions that I write and then I get into that and I'm like, okay. Like I okay. need it to be perfect. Yes. yes Damn it, Yes. So, <laughs> it's all good. well, now that we're past that, yep. man, thanks for being here today. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. I'm today. excited to be so, here. So, so yeah, give uh, people a little bit of information. I know you got your hands in a lot of things. Yeah. Doing a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but tell us about you.
0: Yeah, so I'm a uh, CEO and co-owner of multiple companies, all in the real estate sphere. Um, Started with our call center that we own that takes calls for real estate investors, builds rapport, books appointments, all that kind of stuff for people that if you're spending money on leads, like we talked about yesterday, Mm -hmm. answer your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we help people do is make sure that all of their calls are answered. We've got extremely high answer rate and success rate there at like 98%, which mm. is awesome. Um, and the cool thing with that business is we use US-based reps. So there's no language barriers or any sort of like friction that you could come into when someone's trying to sell a house or mm. something like that. So mm. that's business number one. First thing we started like six years ago. Um, I also own a marketing company, which is personally my favorite one, just because it's cool, we use robots to write letters. Mm. So we have 80 of them here in St. Louis in a warehouse that hold ballpoint pens and physically write letters, postcards, door hangers, anything in between, um, to really help personalize messages in a impersonal form of marketing. Mm. And you do a lot of stuff online. Mm. So for us, like we do stuff online as well, but adding that into your mix of marketing, like I'm a big believer in being in multiple forms of marketing on online, not offline. And all of those have different variants to it. Um, but making sure that it stands out above and beyond everybody else. So, That's where I spend most of my time now is Mm. at that business, helping grow that and run that. Mm. And then I have a real estate investment company as well that is actually in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Mm. where I've partnered with a good friend of ours. (coughs) Um, Actually, one of our employees is now a partner in that business as well, which is pretty cool to see, Um, as well as my brother, who we started all of these
1: companies together with. So Mm. in a nutshell,
0: that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. Love it, man. It's a lot.
1: I don't know how you do it. Uh, good team. Yeah, yeah. well that's (laughs) that's huge, man. As I start to, you know, diversify into other things outside of our marketing agency, like that's been a a huge aspect is like you can't be in the day to day in all these different businesses if if you are, you're, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. Which I'm sure you've probably lost your mind. At oh, time yeah. Too. oh, yeah. Just yeah. figuring things out and things like that. But talk to us about, you know, obviously you you mentioned that um, you have the multiple companies and things like that and kind of where they've been at and where they've started. But talk to us about before that. Talk to us yeah. about what you're doing before you got into entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah. So that's funny. I love it. It's my favorite story to tell because <laughs> I, I grew up with a dad who was an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he was the solopreneur, like mm-hmm. your typical He's the sales guy, he's the marketing guy, he he did Chief uh, everything. Yeah, <laughs> literally everything. He did uh, home theaters, security systems, okay. anything yeah. like fancy you wanted done to your house, he would do it for yeah. you. And so I saw him growing up. My brother and I saw him growing up of him being the person that was doing everything. And like gone when we wake up, still gone when we go to bed. We'd see him on Saturdays, Sundays, but most of that time was in the basement doing paperwork getting stuff ready for the week, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it kind of put that spark in us that we, we knew we wanted to be entrepreneurs, but we didn't really know, we didn't want that, right? Like we, like we grew up, uh, you know, my parents are still married to this day, but my mom was pretty much the one who was there day in and day out raising three boys and a girl. uh, And we gave her hell when we we were growing up. Um, But we saw a lot of like, a lot of entrepreneurship and it was cool for us cause I got to grow up helping him mm-hmm. and he called me as wire monkey. I would, you know, always go up in the attics and run wires and do all that kind of stuff. But doing these in $3 million homes or $5 million homes and seeing like how the other half lives essentially. Right. Like, yeah. like it's possible. These people are obviously doing something. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered like, what does this guy do? Yeah. Like, what does this guy do? How did he get here? And it was always like, just weird business things that, like, you wouldn't think of, yeah. Uh you know, one guy made and sold weather satellites to the government. Mm. That's what I did. And, like, he had a Lamborghini in his garage. And I was like, well, that's cool. I want one of those. <laughs> but I don't know anything about weather satellites. Like, yeah. So I, like, I got married real young. I was uh, barely 19 when okay. I got married. And I was a person that, like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something mm-hmm. that was entrepreneurial, but, like, I had no clue mm. what that was. And so I, I I, joke about it a lot, but like I was fired like nine times mm. <laughs> from the time I was.
1: A lot of entrepreneurs were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
0: barely graduated. Like I was that typical entrepreneur. And uh, I was just trying to find at that point like something to make ends meet. So I did a lot of car warranty stuff, which is real big here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of bounced around doing that. Went to culinary school, was, gonna, was working towards becoming a chef. Um, worked at a debt collection agency, like all this stuff. And it's like, I didn't, I just couldn't find what I wanted to be. You know, like it was just that typical early 20s. Like I didn't go to college. I was like, I don't friggin' know what I wanna do. Like there's, who knows what this is gonna turn into. Mm. And I remember one one decision in particular that like started everything for us. And it was when I was working at um, a restaurant here in St. Louis and found out my wife was pregnant with our second kid. Mm. And it was like right around the time where I was like, I wanna be a chef, I watched Food Network all the time, and mm. I was like, I want that. Like, and Now looking back, I'm so glad I didn't, but oh, yeah. um, a guy that I worked with, he came up to me and we used to go fishing and stuff outside of work and he was like, do you like being married? I was like, yeah, I love being married. I was like, I love my wife, I love my kids. He's like, He like, cool, do you wanna be an alcoholic? I was like, no. He's like, do you want drug problems? I was like, no. He's like, do you want to work 80 hours a week to make 60 grand? I was like, no. He's like, then get the fuck out of this industry. And I was like, okay. Mm. Interesting. And it was like, I had that conversation with him and like maybe two or three weeks later we found out my wife was pregnant and I was like, I can't afford to do this on $14 an hour anymore. You know, like I can't keep putting in the dues to do that. So I I got back into the warranty industry and was a lot more serious about it this time. And my whole goal was like, let's just get to management, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know I work well with people. I want to teach other people. I don't really know what I want to teach other people or how to do that. And like with just crazy set of circumstances, uh, got promoted to assistant manager, then manager and then the director of like customer service and collections at a big company here mm. um, in St. Louis. And that was kind of the last thing I did. And luckily for me, that company hired a business coach to work with all the managers. Mm. And he used to work in that industry. And the I think his pitch was like, I'm here to help your leaders be better. Help them lead their teams. Your teams are going to get better. Your numbers are going to get better. But for 10% of the people, they're going to realize there's something more for them. Mm-hmm. And I was the only person out of 20 people that was like, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. Yeah. You know, like I kind of saw what he had done and the stuff that he had gone through and how he had grown his own business and stuff like that. Sure. And it just, it lined up perfectly with my brotherhood, left that industry and started a call center. Mm. I was working in call centers and I had just got to the point where I was like denied raises, I was stressed out, I was drinking way too much, having anxiety and panic attacks because I didn't really know how to deal with all that stress at that point, and uh, was able to like make that jump just enough to cover my bills and be able to leave and start down this road of entrepreneurship. Where I, I knew how to run a call center at that point. Mm. That was about it though. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know anything else to get started. So um, yeah, that was probably like a, nine to 10 year journey through all of that stuff. But yeah, about when I was 27, 27. I think is when I kind of got that like, all right, there might be something here with what my brother had started. And, you know, it just turned out that it worked in call centers and I I knew how to run and manage a call center. So it ended up working out.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that story for a variety of different reasons. But um, I think so many people get stuck and they feel like, okay, hey, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to hear that like you saw something bigger yeah. through multiple things, through that guy telling you, hey, get out of this industry through uh, your work hiring a business coach yeah. and and really like pouring into you, right? So my next question is obviously I know you're big on personal development, helping other people and getting coached yeah. since you were an employee. Like what has that done for your journey and yeah. like sped up your progression of like probably accomplishing more in the last couple of years than you did in all 10 of those yeah. years combined. Yeah, I mean, it's it's changed my life completely.
0: Like mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be who I am, where I am. I wouldn't be as happy as I am or have the relationship I do with my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I had like it's funny. Uh I read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was like 21. Mm-hmm. And then my small-minded thinkingness at that point, I found out it was like a parable, and it wasn't like his true story. And I was like, well, this is bullshit. Like, why am I even reading this? And I stopped reading it. And, like, looking back, I'm like, man, I really wish I just would have kept reading it, and I'd be, of course, further along and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, like, I didn't read a lot Mm -hmm. growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, I always hated it. It was always wasn't fun like I'd be like "Eh, I'm gonna go out and skateboard or you know play guitar or whatever like I was more interested in stuff that actually interests me yeah but when I started working with that business coach um and it's really cool he now works for John Maxwell um and like oversees all of his coaching students worldwide it's Mm. St. Louis guy too uh very cool stuff um but like being like forced into personal development almost. Mm. Uh, we read the 21 laws of leadership as a group was the first book that we read. Yep. And it was just, it's kind of a, a slight shift where it was like, I was excited because I wanted to be a better leader, but I really didn't want to spend the time reading. And there were times where I was like, I was reading the chapter like an hour before we were reviewing the previous week. Right. So it's like going back to grade school. <laughs> yeah. If you've yeah. ever been in a book <laughs> club or something like that, <laughs> you're like, eh, I'll, I'll do it right before. So it's fresh yeah. and yeah. I procrastinate. But being forced into doing that. And he did something with us in that book that um, I try and do with people when I'm working with them on something is uh, it's called ACT. So like every chapter you read, what's one thing you can apply right now? What's one Mm -hmm. thing you can apply and start with? What's one thing you can change in how you currently are behaving or doing? And what's one thing you could teach somebody else? Mm. So it almost helps you think about things even differently when you're reading that book instead of just like, I got to read through this just so I like did my homework, you know, Of course, (laughs) but actually going through and then reading that in a different light kind of helped me look at reading and personal development totally differently. And I still do to this day where I'll look at it in that manner and like, okay, what can I apply for what I'm learning right now? Who Mm. can I teach what I'm learning right now? And that's where like, social, I'm sure you probably do this too, but like reading books with social media posts and like, how can I provide value? But like that's, I mean, to get back to your question, it's changed every aspect of my life. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, it's something, you know, I listen to an audio book on the way here. Um, you know, I try and always be reading something, always be listening to something that's just going to better me just by 1% every day.
1: Mm. Love it. And you also talked about like some personal you know, transformation that you had to do. So you talked about like when you were working in the restaurant industry or working uh, another job where you're drinking a lot, not taking care of a lot of different things, like, was just getting into entrepreneurship kind of, like, your escape to be able to, like, okay, now I need to prioritize myself, or, like, what was that journey like? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, dude, it's, anxiety is a tricky bitch. Like, it's, it's, I don't know if you've ever dealt with it, but I, like, I had never dealt with it until I was... 26 mm-hmm. like I was the most carefree like yeah, you know it's all sunshine and rainbows I'm happy like there's nothing wrong yes and you know but I I'd got to the point where it was like I didn't know how to handle emotions that were coming in into my body into my brain like mm-hmm. and thought processes and the thing that I used to do is I would just spiral through the same thoughts over and over and over and over and like well what about this what if this what if this what if this, what if this? Mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I had um, you know for me I got to the point where like it started showing up physically in my body where like I would have chest pains and like, Mm. like my hands would get all shaky and sweaty. And I'd be like, what is going like, am I dying? Like what's going on? I've never dealt with this. So like went through all kinds of medical tests and like everything was hundred percent clear. Um, but like I was still dealing with these chest pains and panic attacks and like not knowing what was wrong. And like, so it's it was kind of terrifying at the time, actually. But I, um, my do- doctor had me do a cardiac stress test. He's like, "You're 26. You're probably fine." He's like, "You don't have any issues. There's all your blood work looks good. Like, let's do one just to be safe." I was like, "Okay, cool." I had a panic attack doing it, which just destroys all your results yeah. of like. <laughs> and you know, it came back where the guy doing it, he was like, "You might be having a heart attack right now." And I was like, "What?" It's like I'm 26. How the hell? Yeah is that possible? Like, mm. you know, I'm, you know, overweight. Yes. Mm. But like, I can't imagine that that'd be a problem. And so like at 26, I ended up going to do a um, cardiac catheterization at, you know, just to like literally go in through your vein and make sure like everything's good. And if there isn't, they can fix it. Mm. And like, everything was totally fine it all literally came back to anxiety wow. and like it was wild. It was luckily I had insurance cause it would have cost me 40 grand to go through that, but it still cost us four or five grand in deductibles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was just like, I literally got to the point where I was like, I don't know what else to do. And once I had like finally gotten that, that all clear and I was very resistant to taking medication because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be the guy that's on pills. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't want to be the person taking antidepressants. Um, but I had my, the coach that I was working with at that time, he was like, look, I've never dealt with this. He's like, but don't be afraid to take medication if it will help in the meantime while you figure out what's going on. Mm. So like me giving myself permission to go on a, you know, a antidepressant for that time, like it immediately helped within like three or four weeks. And I was like, okay, I feel better. But then it allowed me to kind of then focus on how do I how do I really get out of this? So I started reading books on mindfulness. Mm. Started listening to other people that had dealt with it and like getting tips and tools of like if you're – and this will be helpful for other people that are dealing with it is like if you're having those spiral thoughts, the two things that I do because it still comes up sometimes is like don't fight it. Acknowledge it. And like, hey, like I, I literally will tell myself like, hey, you're feeling anxious as shit right now. Mm. That's okay. Like whatever it is, it's going to pass. I don't mm. don't know why. But whatever it is, it's going to pass and then journal out the thoughts you're having and getting those thoughts out of your head and onto paper your your body naturally just starts to calm down and you're not going through those same like cycle thoughts that you're stuck on mm. and that's been stuff that's been like practical things that have been really helpful aside from the other you know spiritual work or you know whatever it might be like those two things were like Okay, like I can physically see a difference as soon as I do those, and sure. it's it's weird how it works. Yeah, but you know, I've I read it from a lot of other people of like this worked for me, this worked for me, and like mm-hmm. that's all I would do. Just mm-hmm. how do I get rid of anxiety? Mm-hmm. Stop panic attacks? Like you know all this stuff with you know, and so those are probably the two like biggest things that really helped get through that stuff when I was dealing with that a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate walking through that exercise too, because it's something yeah. like I I would have never thought. That I would go through those things. Just, I, yeah. I I never really had it until about a year, uh, a year before I went full time into entrepreneurship, as I started to see the opportunity of going into entrepreneurship when medical devices, like yeah. I was trying to manage all those different things. I was getting ready to get married, like a lot of different things. And I started to experience it. And I'm like, it's one of those things where, and I think it's even more prevalent, obviously, in entrepreneurs, but. You're like, am I the only one dealing with yeah. this? Like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And I think the more you talk about it with other people, no different than, hey, I'm struggling with X in my business. And you start having those conversations and people are like, yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Like, here's how you can get around it. But when, when you support or when you surround yourself with the right people, when you ask the questions and you you give yourself permission to, like, break down. I think a lot of times, especially like us males, we're like, we can't say that we're having these struggles yeah. and issues because I can't, we feel I can't, like i can't have this yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't have it and i think that's one thing that like is so crucial to be able to not just deal with it or contain it or maintain it but like overcome it as you mentioned yeah. so i think that's really cool um going back to one of the things because you know a lot of people that listen to this episode and a lot of people that i talk to they're like yeah i have this business right now but i have this other thing and i'm also asking for myself because i'm going through that process right yeah. now like it's a passion project or it's another opportunity whatever it might be regardless if it doesn't take much time energy or money but it's like something that you're now also spending time on you mentioned having great teams in mm-hmm. your companies so then that way you can do as much as you do and yep. be spread in different places what are some lessons that you've learned? Because I'm sure it hasn't been always easy building nope, teams and things like that. What are some <laughs> lessons that you've learned just building teams and then also trusting people? Yeah. So like, hey, this is my baby or this is something I gonna, own. Don't destroy it. Go run it. <laughs> there you go. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I mean, first thing, and this was a, I used to run into this problem all the time because as you get more successful in business, and I'm sure you've seen this, like more opportunities come up mm-hmm. and you're like. I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. Well, this person's making money doing that. Mm. You know, that person's doing that. So, not doing things too soon. Okay. Right. Like that mm. was problem. That was a problem I had with. You know, once we got to a point where it was like, okay, we've got a million dollar business. Cool. Which, like, you know, it, in business, it's not a huge amount. It's mm. it's a cool milestone, right? But once you hit it, it's like, all right, we still have debt. Let's keep yeah. going. Like, we got we got to fix other things. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, not separating your attention too soon. Because once you're, the thing that the thing that I've seen is like in a business, every time your business grows by 3x or 10x, you typically have to redo everything. Mm. All your systems, yeah. all your processes, your team needs to be restructured. And so it's like, if you're looking at from where you started to, to where you're at now, and if you're hitting that 3x or that 10x mark, like you want to make sure you're 100% focused on it because that's when stuff can fall apart. And that's when if your, your attention is is spread too thin or you don't have the right team, that's when problems can happen. So, and I've, I've seen it literally, 3X and 10X are the two numbers that we've seen. And I think it's from like, I forget the guy's name, but whoever figured out the Toyota manufacturing line, like mm-hmm. he was the person that coined those times. It's 3X and 10X is when you have to redo everything, fix your line, like do all that kind of stuff. So making sure you're not doing stuff too soon as opportunities come up. Um, secondly, I always hire from, I either hire from within for key roles or hire from referrals. Mm. Those have been my best employees, best mm-hmm. team members. Um, every single person that's in a leadership role in my company, I've not hired off of Indeed. <laughs> I've not hired off Monster. I've not hired off of Craigslist, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's always been a post goes out on Facebook or Instagram of like, hey, here's a role that I need. Who do I know? Who do you know? Share this around. Like I I want to work with quality people. And people that are working towards the same mission and goal as us, who do you know and Whether if it's from my circle or someone else that I know that it gets shared, every single person that's in those roles has been from a referral mm-hmm. and it's it for that type of role in my businesses, it's been important to have somebody that like is referred in mm. because they know what we're doing yeah. by trusting whoever they talk to mm-hmm. right It's not like someone that came in and you're trying to explain like, Hey, we're doing 5 million a year, but we're going to 30 million a year in the next five. And they're like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, buddy. I got, I'm sure you will. But it's like, if you, if you know the people that are kind of referring that they've, they're kind of bought in already. Sure. So I've had really good results with that. As far as trusting people, this is where I struggled a lot Mm -hmm. because I'm, uh, I say I'm not a perfectionist but like I don't like giving up control very easily when sure. especially when it's something you've built yeah. right it's oh, like yeah. it's like your baby mm-hmm. like I've I've built this here's the, all the cool things we're doing here's all the people we're helping <sighs> don't ruin it please mm-hmm. um so what I look for and I do this even on low level tasks now but I'll look at who can do this 80% as good as I can mm. and as long as someone can do it 80% as good as I can that's someone that I'm going to delegate it to and then consistently check and verify that everything is done correctly. Because mm. what I want my day to look like is like, um, it's like the 1080 10 rule. I want 10% of it designing the systems, the processes, whatever they are, 80% having that delegated out to people that can manage it and run it, and the other 10% verifying and tweaking and adjusting. Mm. I don't want to have to be the person that's doing all of it, right? Of course. And you can't mm-hmm. as, as a business owner. So. Those are kind of like what I focus on is making sure that, hey, I've got a, a COO who's great. His name's Jeremy. He works for two of our companies and he's now a partner in one of our other companies. Like dude's bought in. He's very good at what he does. He's mm-hmm. very good at making sure everything is working properly and jumping in and putting out fires when when needed, right? So <clears throat> that's – but that's what I'm working on with him is like, hey, let's let's focus more this year or 2024 on – Let's have this be more into that COO role and more into that operation stuff and having you follow that same process of what can I delegate and who can manage this so I'm not in the weeds all day and I can focus on higher stuff. So those are a couple of things that I do with that. Mm, yeah. Awesome.
1: What's one lesson that you would share like with an entrepreneur that's just getting started that you're like, hey, if I if I knew this when I got started, like mm-hmm. this would have put me yeah. in a much better place.
0: Um, Pay to be in groups. Mm. Pay to be around those that are where you want to be. Mm-hmm. It took us about a year and a half to realize that. And I mm-hmm. wish I would have noticed or would have done it sooner because we did all of our own personal development first. Mm-hmm. And then we had a, I don't even know why we did it because financially it made no sense. I'm glad we did. But, yeah. um, you know, we found this guy online and, you know, people, re- someone referred him to us and mm-hmm. was like, hey, this is the best online marketer I've ever seen. We were struggling at like, 20,000 bucks a month, maybe in our, in our business with an $18,000 debt load where it's like, cool, we're bringing in an extra two grand a month yeah. after everything's paid. Yeah. Um, we don't know how to scale a business. We don't know what we're missing. And this guy got introduced to us and it was 7,500 bucks a month to be in his mastermind, which is extremely expensive. Yeah. If you, you know, most masterminds are 500 to a thousand, fifteen hundred 1500 yeah. bucks maybe. Yeah. And, uh, I, I remember the phone calls picking up my kids uh, from daycare and my brother called me and he's like, all right, you ready to go all in? And I was like, what you got? And he's like, 7,500 bucks a month. I was like, how are we going to afford that? He's like American Express for now. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm like, all right, cool. And within two weeks, we were in LA in a group and like within three to six months after that, we were doing eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a month in that business. And it was because we paid to be with people that were doing that already, that yeah. were doing six, seven figures a month even, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. And since then we spend a couple hundred thousand dollars a year on different groups. Yeah. And it's like, I need to learn from people that are further along from me. And if I can't afford it, I need to figure out how I can. Mm-hmm. Like what's, you can make the excuse of, well, I can't afford it. I'm brand new in business, which I get, it's a yeah. valid thing. <laughs> but like, what can I do differently to make sure I can't afford it? Or how can I do this to make sure that I'm getting a return within 90 days or you know 120 days yeah and that's still something that those groups have gotten bigger mm. but not as that expensive which is nice but you know that's something that we focus on a lot is making sure that we're in those rooms where people are at where we want to be
1: yeah I think getting in the rooms is I mean it's changed my life as well and it's it's definitely a struggle at times when you're like in the beginning, it's like, man, I can't afford a couple hundred bucks to be in the group, and then it's like, you yeah, know, that that's a, an extreme it's, example, it's wild. but yeah, very extreme. But <laughs> glad glad it paid off and worked for you. But like, even now, like we just invested um, to have a couple of our employees and myself in a mastermind at like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the year, yeah. and it's just like it, every level. If you're getting to that next level or trying to push through that, you're you're gonna be a little bit uncomfortable yeah. with whatever that is, right? And totally. so it's uh, it doesn't get it doesn't go away. It gets a little bit easier, maybe more manageable is probably the right word. But if you're if you're stretching that, it's always going to yeah. you know, be a little bit tough. Yeah. Right. To make that to
0: make that pivot. And most people don't realize like, especially if you've never been in business before, that people who are ahead of you, they want to help you. Yeah, oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. but if I get a you know, if you or me get a message on Facebook like, Hey, can I take you to coffee to pick your brain? Mm. Eh I don't know because yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you're really invested into this, right? Yeah. Like I've bought books for people and mm-hmm. said like, I'll send a book to you, read it, let me know when you're done, then we'll go out and talk about it. Yeah. I've never got a call back I love on that. that. I actually yeah. might start doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I never, never got a call back yeah. on it. I was well, like, it's yeah. going to cost me 10 bucks. Yeah. Which is Hopefully.
1: much more, or which is much less than what, what yeah. your time's worth. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, but- the people, like, especially when you show up in a group, like, they know you're paying to be there and they know that you care. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you anything about their it, business. Yes. Like, I've gotten in there's one mastermind we're in where I've gotten insight from people that are doing 400 million a year. That, like, if I would have hit them up on Instagram, they'd be like, not a chance in hell, F bro. You. I'm not, <laughs> not going to talk to you. Yeah. But, Being in that group and in that room and knowing them, like I've got to know people like that personally where they're like, yeah, we did a million dollars in sales through text messages on Black Friday. I'm like, cool. How the hell did you do that? What's Mm. your process? Mm. And you start to learn these things, and they're not going to always give you the whole system right away, but how they think is different, how they operate, what their day looks like is different. Mm. And it's learning from those people of where you want to be that has
1: really helped us get to where we are. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So as we kind of wrap up the episode today, talk to us about what you're looking forward to in 2024 and kind of the future. Like what are you focused on? What are your business focused on? Things like that. Yeah. Um,
0: I'll do a little bit of both personal and business. So like. Personal stuff. I'm just looking to more have more, have more fun. Mm-hmm. Like I'm big mm-hmm. into adventure stuff. I fly paramotors. Like mm-hmm. we go camping all the time. Like I'm looking to spend more time in that time on that stuff. Especially as my kids get older. Mm-hmm. You know, like my oldest is 13 now. Mm-hmm. So we've got you know five six years left with them still. But like man, it goes quick. It's mm-hmm. very weird how quick it goes. Like I don't know how I have a 13 year old. But <laughs> like spending more even more quality time doing that kind of stuff is something I'm I'm really really focused on this uh, this coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, On the business side, the one thing that I'll be working on is making sure that one of our businesses can be at capacity where they're at with the handwriting machines we have. We're at like 70%. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's some extra cost burden there, right? So it's how, how do we get out of that? So improving and growing that business, but I'm also looking forward to next year. I do some coaching stuff on the side with um mike kitko's group who i think Mm. you've had on here before Mm um it's like i lead their business call i do the events that he does every other month with him um so i'm really looking forward to like growing in that and continuing to do that and Mm. helping other people get to where they want to be because that's my favorite thing to do like businesses are fun i love making money love bringing you know new products into the world and seeing them go out and see them be successful. But I'd, I'd like doing it with people way more. It's Mm. so much more fun to see someone who's just getting started or they've been in business and they're just struggling with a specific issue and seeing them get through that and seeing that kind of come to fruition for them where they're like, they look at things differently now. Mm. That's something that I've, I really like. And I, it's funny when I started working with uh, that coach at my last W2 job, he was like, if you could write if you could do anything in the world, money didn't matter. Like what, what would it be? And I found the journal recently at my house and it says, I want to help other people be the best person they can be. Mm. And I was like, that still holds true yeah. six, seven years later at this point. So I think that's a big push for me in 2024 is really focusing on that kind of stuff
1: and being more involved in that group. Um,
0: yeah. Those are, those are probably what I'm working on this year.
1: Dude, I love it, man. I'm I'm glad we got the opportunity to meet. Yeah. I'm glad we're connected and really excited to, Continue to see what you're doing, man. 2024 yeah. is going to be a good year for both of us, man. So absolutely. thanks so much for coming in today. Where can people stay connected with you online?
0: Yeah, uh, Facebook, Instagram, it's Justin Dossi. Uh, Ballpoint Marketing is probably where our most social media stuff is going on right now. It's on Instagram mostly. Mm. Um, but yeah, either one of those. If anyone has questions, you can email me at justin at ballpointmarketing.com as well. And be more than happy to help any way I can.
1: Awesome. And we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And again, man, uh, just appreciate you coming in. Yeah. And uh, always good chatting with you. Thanks
0: for having me, man. This is fun. Yeah,
1: thanks, man. And thank you to the audience for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed.
0: I'm an yeah. entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs so aren't born,
1: they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast. With your host Adam McChesney